Hello y bienvenidos. Welcome to Killer Chisme. I am your host, Maria Sixos. Uh, today I have a special spooky chisme episode for you. But first I want to go ahead and say happy Halloween. It is Halloween right now. I'm currently recording this Halloween night. So I thought, why go out? Why go get drunk when I could just stay here and talk about spooky shit with y'all? So you're welcome. Um... <laughs> We're going to be talking about some crazy, spooky urban legends. Some of these urban legends we've ha- I have heard of, and some of these I have not heard of. So I was pretty baffled because I was born and raised here in San Antonio. But some of these I've never heard of. Obviously, there are some stories that we grew up hearing. One of those, La Llorona, El Cucuy, La Lechuza. So there are some that we have grown up with that I know very, very well, like the back of my head. But there are some stories that I have found and done research on that are baffling and they're like out of a horror movie for real because some of these stories are just too good to be true. I want them to be true, but I'm not sure. But you know what? We'll figure it out together because we're going to go ahead and just talk about them right now. Now, some of the, like I said, some of these urban legends I have heard of and some of them I have never heard of. But we're going to go ahead and start off with one of the most famous ones. So famous, it actually came on Ghost Adventures. And I personally don't watch that show. I've watched it a couple of times, mainly just to get an insight into some of the stuff. But I had to go ahead and watch this episode because it was about the San Antonio Ghost Tracks. So the Ghost Tracks is actually a really big urban legend here in San Antonio. It comes on the news every year. I think they do a whole thing about it on Halloween. But recently, Ghost Adventures actually debunked the whole theory. So we're just going to go ahead. I'm going to tell you the history. Then I'm going to tell you what they found out. And then you can just decide whether you think it's real or not. Because I'm not a skeptic. I believe in ghosts and stuff. But, you know, some things can be debunked. Some things, it's just science. So go ahead and tell you, and you can be the judge of it. The ghost tracks are located, or were actually located, on Villa Main and Shane Roads. Apparently, a bus carrying a bunch of kids actually stalled on the tracks. While it sat there, a train came along, crashed into the bus, killing everybody inside. Now, rumor has it that the bus driver, a nun, survived when she was ejected through the windshield. Later on, they said, ridden with grief, she tried to park her car on the tracks to kill herself. But as soon as the train was about to hit her car, someone or something pushed her car off the train tracks out of the way in time. So, legend has it that if you park your car near the tracks, put baby powder in the back of your car, get in, put it in neutral, that the car will miraculously just go over the train tracks, saving you from any train that's going to come. This is actually a really good urban legend. I heard it growing up. I was not ever skeptical about it because you can see the handprints in the back of the trunk where you put the vape powder. Now, this was actually debunked by Ghost Adventures. They actually explain that the street that appears to be uphill is actually goes downhill. It's like an optical illusion. And that the handprints on the back of the car are actually oils from the hands of the owners when they touched it previous times. I'm not skeptical. But I also believe in science, so it kind of makes sense. Well, it looks like it's on a hill. You know, that's that's the first thing I thought of, is maybe it does go downhill. And, you know, Ghost Adventures uh, proved that, that it basically it does go downhill. Looks like it goes uphill, but it's 
just an optical illusion. While Ghost Adventures did debunk the theory, a lot of locals still believe that the ghost tracks were haunted and that these kids actually would save you from getting hit by a train. So that is the urban legend of the ghost tracks. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's one of those things that should be made into a movie because it's such a good story. I want to believe it. I want to believe it so bad. But Ghost Adventures, they, you know, they, they really did debunk it. They showed all the proof and science. So, you know, I fucked with it. But it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good story. I grew up with my dad and my parents telling me I was never really terrified. It's funny because I felt more, oh, those poor kids just trying to help people out. So the next urban legend is actually another famous urban legend here. If you grew up in San Antonio or anywhere near here is um, the Donkey Lady Bridge. Now, the Donkey Lady Bridge is actually located near the bridge at Applewhite Road and Elm Creek. There's this whole story about the donkey lady. It's weird because I think the only resource I can find is like that one guy telling the story. It's like this one old white guy telling the story of the donkey lady. But I mean, he, I guess he's legit. I don't know. He's the only one that knows the story. It's like being the only one that knows grandma's recipe. You don't question it. And they're the only one that knows it. Story of the donkey lady goes that back in the 1950s, a young woman was set on fire by her husband and was tragically disfigured. Her fingers were fused together, leaving stumps that resembled hooves from a distance. Other stories say that her face became elongated and had a donkey-like figure, giving her the infamous name, the Donkey Lady. Now, there are stories of people seeing this half-human, half-donkey creature near the bridge at night. This kind of urban legend is hard to believe because it's, all it is is stories. It's stories that people tell you. Now, if seeing a donkey lady is not creepy enough, Things just get worse from there. Some people say the donkey lady will actually scream at them in what sounds like a hellish blending of a woman's cries of anguish and a donkey's hee-haw. So, I don't even know what the fuck that sounds like. I don't want to know what that sounds like. It sounds terrifying. A woman already crying in anguish is already terrifying. A donkey's hee-haw to it? Not thanks. I'm good, bro. No thanks. Some people also say that they even been attacked by the figure and they felt it rush them as it ran by. When some of these people returned during daylight hours to survey the scene, all they said they saw were hoof prints. Now, various theories exist on this story, but one thing is for sure, I wouldn't dare set foot in those damn woods or that bridge at night. It's funny because in the day it looks like a little park and at night it just looks like not a place I want to fucking be. I don't think anyone would want to be there. It looks terrifying. Oh my god. My cat literally just jumped up from under the desk onto me. She scared the shit out of me. God, Ash, what are you doing? You scared me. Yeah, see, I thought this would be a good idea. And turns out I'm just terrifying myself now. So you're welcome, guys. I hope you're getting just as terrified as I am because... My cat just scared the shit out of me. Um, so the donkey lady bridge, no thanks. I think seeing a donkey lady, just seeing something that figure would terrify the shit out of me. I'd have nightmares for days. I don't even want to think about what it looks like. All right. The next urban legend we're going to talk about is kind of like a mixture of two. So we have a spot here in San Antonio called Woman Hollering Creek. It's actually between San Antonio and Seguin on I-10 near exit 591 this creek is similar 
to the story of La Llorona. So I'm going to go ahead and just put it in there with it because I don't know where people say La Llorona happened, but Woman, Woman Hollering Creek, the story behind it is a lot similar and I wonder if it's the same. But like I said, with these urban legends, you don't really know. If you grew up Latinx, you already know the name La Llorona. You already know the story. They made a movie out of it. I was actually very surprised that they made a movie out of it. I didn't see it. I heard I heard about it, but I didn't, I didn't see it. The urban legend of La Llorona is, like I said, there's a lot of versions of the tale. But main thing goes, a woman who is trying to please her boyfriend drowned and killed her children in a river to show him that she loved him and when she would go back and tell him that she drowned her kids and she killed her children for him he ended up leaving her anyways so then the legend says that she goes around at night crying and searching for her children that she killed it's a really fucking creepy story similar to the actual real story of andrea yates but so among the tales of La Llorona, another story that is connected to this area is the Woman Hollering Creek story. Story goes is that a pioneer family was living near the banks and was attacked by Native Americans. Seeing her husband brutally killed, the mother then drowned her children in the creek to save them from the painful fate of being attacked. When the attackers found the only surviving member of the family, she frightened them off with her maddened screaming. I don't even want to know what that sounds like either. No, You know what? I just don't do women screaming or crying. From then on, this mother wanders the creek bank sobbing and crying for her lost children. People say they're a woman hollering, and they say that her spirit still returns to search for her kids. Now, in a less tragic version of the story, people say the woman is simply hollering for her family to let them know that dinner is ready, which... You know, we live in Texas, that, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> you know, Texas women just be hollering all the damn time. Hollering. All, Texas mom be hollering all the damn time. If you're a mom, tell me you don't holler all the damn time. I know you do, because my mom hollers all the damn time, even when she don't need to. So, whichever version of the story is preferred, all I know is that if you visit that area after dark, people have reported hearing unsettling screams, moans, and other noises. Now, I will not go anywhere at night near, out, like, outside. I won't. I won't fucking do it. Quick story. One time we went to Brackenridge Park after sundown with a couple of friends walking through those woods. Never fucking again. I don't know if y'all have ever done that. Don't fucking do it. It's terrifying. I swear I felt like I was being watched the entire time. Terrifying. Terrifying. Just to have that feeling. All right. So this next one is actually a very, another famous urban legend. But I feel like this is only famous here in San Antonio. And the thing I like about this urban legend is that every grandma has told their children and grandchildren this story. They have said that this has personally happened to them. I know a few friends that have said this has happened to their grandparents. I know my mom said that this happened to one of her friends. The next urban legend is Dance with the Devil at El Camaroncito. Halloween 1975, legend has it that a handsome stranger who appeared at El Cameroncito nightclub was ravishing women all night with his charm, his good looks, and his fantastic dancing. Now, Latinas like a good dancer, so apparently many women had claimed to have danced with this charming man and they were wooed by him. During the night while dancing, one of his dance partners looked down at his feet and started screaming. Some versions say that his feet had transformed into clawed chicken feet. 
while others claim that they transform into goat hooves, you know, like the devil. He ran into the bathroom where he then escaped out of a window, but when people went in to go see, all they could smell was sulfur. And we already know sulfur, the smell of sulfur, it's kind of like rotten eggs, is not a good sign. Former employees say that there's still a lingering smell of sulfur in the building. When I heard this story, I heard that the same thing. It was either like chicken feet. I've heard both versions. I've heard that it was called chicken feet, and then I've heard that it was goat hooves. Another version of the story that I heard is that he ran to the bathroom, and where they thought he escaped from the window, they looked into the stall, and they actually saw a black circle on the ground. I don't know if it was like a black circle black hole in the ground something like that which they said he escaped from which of course down below is hell that one is a story that i have heard many women tell and other people say oh my grandma danced with him oh my tia danced with him my mom danced it's so crazy how many people have heard this story and have have said that you know a family member was there that night i think it's crazy but my mom did say that this she was dead on serious about this happening. This was in 1975. Like I said, they said he was a charming man. He was handsome. Of course, we know. We've all seen... Well, if you haven't seen Lucifer, he's actually very handsome in the show. Um, but, you know, we've heard the theories that the devil can be handsome and charming. Um, and they say that's what this man was. He was charming. He wooed the ladies with his fabulous dancing. They were in awe of him and... Turns out they might have danced with the devil that night. This is why I don't dance, and I don't know how. But still, this is, that's the main reason why I don't dance. All right, the next story is actually one I have never heard. These next few are some I've never heard of, and they're kind of they're, they're really good stories, which is weird because I've never heard of them. So, this next one is the headless nun at the Santa Rosa Hospital. I've never heard about this. I've never heard of a headless nun or anything. A headless nun story here in San Antonio. Never heard of it ever. Established in 1869, the Santa Rosa Hospital was San Antonio's first private hospital. Along with a historic past, Santa Rosa also has a terrifying one. Now, legend goes that a fire broke out on October 30th, 1912. One of the nuns who worked in the orphanage there died while trying to save the children. No one knows how she lost her head, but it is said that she roams the halls of the hospital now. Other stories say it was five nuns who died in the fire and now all haunt the building. Now, Santa Rosa is actually located downtown by Commerce. And you know what? I believe it. Downtown, I'm going to say that we've, we've been through this. Oh, no, we haven't. Okay, so part two, we're going to talk about haunted places in San Antonio. But we know the Alamo, Battle of Alamo. A lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people didn't get buried right. A lot of people with spirits wandering still. So Santa Rosa Hospital, I believe it. I've never heard or seen any proof of this fire that broke out in 1912. I've never heard this story, and I think that's fucking creepy. Oh, like, nuns already are kind of like, nuns aren't creepy, but the image of a nun, the movie The Nun, they've made it very a very scary image. So it's just think of a headless nun roaming the halls of a hospital is terrifying and also isn't that a children's hospital like headless nuns are just roaming the halls and scaring the shit out of these kids who are sick that's fucked up i'm i'm just baffled by their behavior because why would you scare some little kids 
they already had it hard there in the hospital, so. All right, now, I couldn't find any more proof of this, but the story in itself is like a movie. One of those stories you hear and you're like, no fucking way. If you've ever been to Santa Rosa Hospital or had any experience with any of these places we talk about, please reach out to us at killercheesmith at gmail.com. I want to know. I want to know your experiences. I've never been to these places. I'm hoping to visit them soon. Speaking of Santa Rosa, right across Santa Rosa, if you've ever been here in downtown San Antonio, there is a place called Millum Park located off 500 West Commerce. Legend has it that there are actually ghosts in this park. Back in the 18th century, that area used to be a cemetery. And not only was it a cemetery, Millen Park is the home to the remains of Ben Millen, a soldier that was killed while defending San Antonio against the Mexican army in 1835. The cemetery soon became too small for the growing city. And by the early 1850s, most burials were moved to new cemeteries east and west of the town. Ben Millen remained behind. And by the 1800s, citizens asked the city council to fence and improve the vacant area. So when a wagon driver came, they offered to move Ben Millen's body to a new cemetery without any charge. The city council declined. The members then voted instead to create a park named in Millen's honor on the old site. In the early 1970s, as the city grew, the area was redeveloped as a park used for passive purposes as part of the major redevelopment that included Market Square. Now, if you've been here in San Antonio, there is the Santa Rosa Hospital, there's Millen Park, and then there is Market Square. So I guess that's the part, the area they're talking about. In 1993, the remains of Ben Millen were exhumed and sent to UTSA, University of Texas of San Antonio, to be studied by archaeologists. Millen's remains were later reburied under the monument where they are today. Not only is Ben Millen's remains still there, Legend says that the park is inhabited by a grim reaper who serves as a guardian of the old cemetery, appearing behind victims of violent attacks when someone is at their weakest. People say that during muggings or fights, a dark creature with red glowing eyes from a skull-like head appears and scares off the attacker. Another story says there are spirits who are awakened when anyone walks through the park with thoughts of hatred or anger. Creepy. I never knew that fucking park was made on top of a fucking cemetery. Why is that not said anywhere? Why is there not a big sign that says that it's so creepy? I wonder, you know, it's funny too. I think, I feel like I've heard stories of people saying that they've seen ghosts there, but they know they're ghosts because they're dressed in these old, timey, old-fashioned clothes. I have heard a story like that. I don't know who told me that story, but I have heard a story like that and just... Now I'm officially freaked out and don't want to go to parks now. At least not any of them near downtown. This next urban legend is another urban legend, which I feel like it's too good to be true. It is something out of a movie. It is basically Sleepy Hollow. It is the urban legend of El Muerto. San Antonio has its own headless horseman who goes by the name of El Muerto. Legend says the spirit is of the outlaw Vidal. In the 1800s, Texas was like the wild, wild west. It was plagued with thieves, murderers, rapists, and outlaws. It was basically chaos. Two Texas Rangers, Creed Taylor and William Alexander Anderson, Bigfoot Wallace, that is a lot of names. His name is William Alexander Anderson Bigfoot Wallace. That's four names. He's probably a serial killer. 
So, two Texas Rangers who were known for delivering brutal justice were actually out hunting any outlaws. Vidal is said to have been wrestling cattle and was wanted dead or alive. One day, he messed with the wrong herd and took a prized Mustang belonging to Taylor. Taylor and Wallace then tracked Vidal down, killing him and several other thieves. In an attempt to deter other thieves, the Rangers beheaded Vidal and secured his body to the back of a wild Mustang with Vidal's head attached to the saddle by a strip of raw hide. They set the Mustang loose so it would wander the Texas hills as a warning to others. Soon, people started to see a headless rider and the legend was born. People report seeing the headless man riding around yelling, It's mine! It's all mine! He has been spotted near Uvalde and as well throughout south of San Antonio. I've never heard of that urban legend. I think it's pretty cool, though. I've always loved the movie Sleepy Hollow, so the fact that we have an urban legend that is similar to that baffles me because I never heard of it. The next place we have is the legend of the Devil's Bridge. Legend of the Devil's Bridge says that this bridge was actually made by the devil himself, and others say supernatural beings haunt the area. So, it is located on 2454 East Ashley Road. According to one story, the builder faced hurdle after hurdle to complete this bridge. Now, I don't know if you know this, but people say that, you know, bridges were one of the hardest structures to complete. And there are theories that people have made deals with the devil or with aliens or with other supernatural beings just to get these structures done. That it was kind of too much for a man to to create and for a man to complete. So in this story, the builder is faced with hurdle after hurdle to complete the bridge. Other stories say the builder sold his soul to the devil mm -hmm, in order to complete the project. In that story, the devil asked for the first soul who crossed the structure in exchange for his help. Folklore says that the villagers tricked the devil by sending a stray dog over first, sparing the people. That's fucked up, dude. Dogs are people too, just so you know dog over the bridge i don't even have a dog but if i had a dog you ain't sending him over the fucking bridge i'll send you over the bridge before i send my dog plenty of the strange occurrences have also gone wrong in the bridge including a smell of sulfur rotten eggs and a sign of something demonic lingering as they cross the bridge at night others say that if you try to throw a rock over the bridge it will never hit the water because a little ghost girl catches the rock before it lands she could probably catch really good wonder if she plays baseball. Many ghost hunters have recorded EVPs on the bridge. On their recorded EVPs, they've caught someone saying, I'm here. And they have also claimed that it is a ghost by the name of Melvin. And I'm just like, what a terrible name for a ghost. What a terrible, it must be an old ghost because I don't know anybody named fucking Melvin here. A ghost named Melvin, not a good fit. I would change my name, dude. Something ghost, something more ghosty. Alright, that is the urban legend of the Devil's Bridge. I have never been there. I don't think I've been there. I saw where it was located. I think it's by the missions. I've never been there. But, I mean, I kind of do want to go. I might drag Miguel this weekend to go so we can go see it. The next urban legend that we're going to talk about is a really crazy one. I've never heard this one. And then when I read it, I was like, no fucking way. This was, I think, the era of when the internet and forums started coming around. So I think this one was a story off the internet from what I heard. I think it was word of mouth and then someone wrote it on a forum on the internet and then it kind of took off from there. 
But I only found a couple of articles, and it's kind of say the same thing. So, this legend, so fucking crazy, is called The Fang Baby of Old Pearsall Road. My grandma lived off Old Pearsall Road, and it's actually, if you don't know where it is, it's kind of over there by Lackland. It stretches to Lackland all the way to 410, kind of by where Trader's Village is. That road is so fucking creepy at night. We used to drive down it uh, when my dad was drunk, <laughs> coming from parties, and it was so eerie and creepy. And there was buildings then, but I can't imagine back at this time, it was probably even more vacant, more deserted. So I just can't imagine. Ooh, I'm getting chills just thinking about that fucking street. Legend says that a carload of friends that were out drinking on the south side were driving home on Old Pearsall Road when the driver then saw something small on the road. The driver thought he had saw a toddler wearing only a white shirt, a diaper, with blood on its mouth. He had to swerve to miss the child, and he nearly flipped the car. After a debate about what they saw, the group decided to just drive away without looking for the kid. They're like, fuck that, no thanks. I'm having a good time. I'm getting thrilled. I'm coasting. I ain't trying to babysit nobody. Ridden with guilt, the driver, which I came across, his name was Pete, decided to go back later with a cooler of beer, it says. I don't know what he was planning to do. I think he was going to go get fucked up with his baby, trying to party with him. I don't know. To see if he could find the toddler. But when he arrived at the spot, he got a flat tire. When he looked at the tire, he saw two small puncture holes in the tire. After changing the tire, he climbed into the back seat, enjoyed a cold brew, because, yeah, that's what you do, and fell asleep. Now, this is classic Mikey. This is Mikey to the T. He'll get drunk and just fall asleep in his car, I'm telling you. But I get it, eh? I'd rather people go to sleep in their car than, than drive drunk, so. Pete then awoke feeling a sharp pain in his neck, and when he opened his eyes, he saw the toddler with blood on its mouth standing over him with two long fangs, the driver was never seen again after that night. Now, Pete's sister-in-law said that she actually saw Pete in a dream warning her about the fang baby of old Pearsall Road. Fuck that shit. I ain't stopping. I don't care if it's a baby. I don't care. Maybe if it's a cat. I'll stop for a cat. But I ain't gonna stop for a baby. Like, <laughs> no, not at that time of night. That's how they get you. Try to get vulnerable. Yeah, but if it was a cat, I'm fucking screwed. I'd probably get, yeah. I'd probably die because it was a cat. I'm definitely going to save it. Don't stop for anybody. Not even babies. Don't stop for babies. Especially if they got fangs. Don't do it. Now, the next urban legend is another one I've never heard of. I don't know how I've never heard of these. I don't get it. I've lived here my whole life. Never heard of these. My mom was just telling me the same fucking story of La Llorona and El Cucuy and La Lechuza. Like, woman, mix it up. Do your research. Give me some new stories. The Converse Wolfman. Story goes, in the 1800s or 1900s, a rancher forced his 13-year-old son, who spent most of his time reading, to go hunting one day. Now, the dad did not like the fact that this boy was a bookworm. He thought that he was too frail. He saw him as a disappointment. And he thought he could somehow reform his son by making him go hunting and kind of teach him how to be a man. So after the first day the boy went out, he returned empty-handed, but told his father of a werewolf-like creature that he saw in the woods. 
Not believing his son, the man sent his son out again and told him, Don't come home until you've killed something. His son never returned home. A search party was formed and they found the boy around Skulls Crossing near FM 1518 lying dead next to a creek. When they looked, they saw something feasting on the boy's body. The legend describes it was a creature that was half man, half wolf, standing about nine feet tall, covered in dark fur. Legend says the wolfman returns to the creek during a full moon, and when he does, the water in the creek turns red. Red with burgundy's blood! <laughs> Yo, that one's pretty crazy, though. Um, Converse Wolfman, dude, never heard of it. That's pretty it's insane. Nah, that shit, the wolfman, fuck, nine feet tall, uh-uh. Dude, and how fucking shitty of that dad. He must have felt like shit after, like, telling your son, go out there until you've killed something, and then something killed him. Like, oof. No, uh, that is not good. Not good parenting. Don't send your kids out to the woods and make them kill something. It's so traumatizing. Don't make your kids kill things. That's trauma. Don't do that. It's not good parenting. But you know what? I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kids. You do you. But then again, for real, like, don't, at least don't send them out in the woods at night crazy by themselves insane now the last and one of the most infamous urban legends that i have heard growing up and i think this one it didn't terrify me but it caught my interest more than any of these other urban legends and that is the legend of la lechuza so this story was actually rooted in mexico and is now a texas urban legend Similar to as big as La Llorona, every Latinx kid has grown up listening to the story or has heard about La Lechuza. You've heard it from somewhere. La Lechuza is a tale of a witch who actually transformed. Legend has it this witch was exposed to practicing the devil's magic and dark magic. When people found out, they ended up murdering her. Of course, they can't let people just be people. When she died, she actually transformed into an owl. People who said they've seen this owl have described it as a huge bird with a woman's, like a witch woman's face. Terrifying. I'm picturing D from It's Always Sunny. Same thing, I'm assuming. Legend says that she returns to kill people. Other stories have said she only seeks newly born children. When I was growing up, my mom told me the story of after she had my older brother she was sitting outside at night with my sister. They were just hanging out outside, enjoying the night. And she said, out of nowhere, she just heard from behind her. And she was like, what? That's so weird. There's no wind tonight. I wonder what that was. She's like, you know, probably a bird or something. And she heard again, but this time to like her left side. And she just heard. And where she ended up looking up straight from across the street. She just saw a big, she said what looked like a big owl coming straight toward her. Big black owl with a creepy fucking face flying just straight toward her aggressively. And she got my brother and ran, her and my sister ran in. And she, to this day, believes that. That was Lala Chusa trying to get my brother. Um, 
And even growing up, if you know me or my family, my brother has actually has had quite the experiences with paranormal to the to the point where he had to go get a cleansing from a priest and, and do a whole ceremony and stuff. It is insane. I guess that is why the stories always resonated with me because my mom has said that she's seen it and she's heard it and she's experienced it. So I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with owls. I love owls. I love animals. But uh, uh-uh. if I hear what sounds like an owl at night or see something that looks like an owl, fuck that shit. I'm not. We're not doing that. All right. So those are our urban legends. Those are our San Antonio urban legends. There was actually so many more. If you get a chance to look up San Antonio Urban Legends, look them up. There's so many great stories you can find. There are so many good urban legends that are here in San Antonio, and I can't believe these were just 11. These were just 11 local urban legends, and I was just baffled by every one of them. You know, some of, even the ones I've heard. Even more baffled and horrified by the ones I haven't heard. So I would have to say... Most disturbing one for me was probably the Fang Baby. I think I got chills when I was doing that research for that one. Let me know which one of these was the one that gave you chills, the one you never heard of, the most interesting one you liked. They're all so interesting. They were all horrifying, too. I can't believe all this stuff happened in San Antonio. But like I said, we're a crazy city with crazy history and crazy stories. All right, so with that, I will let you go. I will say one more time, happy Halloween. I hope you had a great one. I hope you're home already. Hope you're resting. Hopefully this one drops tomorrow. Hope you made it home safe. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Killer Make sure to go ahead and follow us on Spotify. Just look us up, Killer Cheeseman. Make sure to follow you. You can go on Anchor. Check us out on our website, www.killercheesman.com. And I just want to say thank you for spending some time with me, letting me tell you some spooky cheese man. See you later, guys.